Heaven high. Heaven high. No, Nicholas, actually, I, what I mean is, oh, heaven high. This is episode 100. I forgot the count. 184. It doesn't seem, 184 doesn't seem right. We agree. So it's actually episode 187. We both agreed on that. Yeah. But chronology disagrees. Yeah. Anyway, the topic today is Amiga or ST. <laughs> I want to discuss that now. No, you can't. Um, oh, go and fly your aeroplane into a mountain and. Oh, Nicholas, that's so tasteless. It tastes of granite and jet fuel. Mm-mm. My favourite. I, I found was... it. Uh, do you know what is tasteless? Is that you booked a holiday over there just to go lick the mountain? <laughs> yes, that is tasteless. I, I, I will tell you the truth, though, about something which you may genuinely find tasteless, or maybe not. But is it robots? Truth. No, I'll tell, no, I'll tell you the truth. I was very relieved when I heard it was a nutter. I, I, I was, and I know this is, I don't know whether this is awful or not. I was just so relieved when I saw his name and it didn't sound like it might be a, a, a brown name. <laughs> a brown name. A brown yeah. name. Well, that's a bit racist. Well, no, because it's kind of racist and anti-racist at the same time. He might he could be a well, Muslim. He could well be a Muslim. He could well be a Muslim. But I was really hoping he wouldn't be. Because Ar- the Ar- energy Ar- it would give racists, if he were, is Ar- too Ar- awful. You, I remind you uh, that the the last person to try and blow up a plane inside was called John Walker. And he was a Muslim. That's true. But he was called John Walker Lind, in fairness. <laughs> Give away Lind at the end there. Lind, yeah. He did pop me on a no-fly list for a few years, though. Lovely. Yeah, That's nice. Yeah. Just in case I was a terrorist who was currently in prison. And let's be honest, you probably... Uh, probably no, I was, I was relieved when I... I was just hoping it could be another another race of or, or creed of baddie, for once. No. I, I'm not, I was glad it was a nutter and it wasn't some weird little widget or a computer program. Oh, yeah, at the same it. time, yes. Yeah. I was, I was, it was, I was. The weird thing is, as soon as I saw it was an Airbus, I thought, no, Airbuses don't crash. I need yeah. to rely on that. Yeah, or when they do crash, it's because somebody's being an idiot. Yes. And fortunately, yes. it was, again, somebody being a bit of a... That's why, and it's true what you said, John. You, <gasps> you know, um, uh, people who commit suicide really are selfish, aren't they? Yes. You said that before, and people got uh-huh. very, ang- very angry, and now proof if proof be needy. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, there we go. Okay, so uh, we've made a lovely joke about 150 people who have died in the most horrific way possible. What more could, should we do today? It's a story people. where I've genuinely, I mean, I've read the story, I've kept up to date on it, but whenever it comes on the TV, I've just turned changed channel, because it's too horrible, and the masturbatory glee with which the BBC News is covering every gruesome detail is beyond anything I can stomach. Mm. Well, you know, at least we are now going to have two people in the cockpit at all times. Um, apparently, this was this was the regulation in America anyway. That's why they, you know, an air hostess, I said air hostess or steward. A flight Always attendant, gay. a cabin no, crew. No, air hostess or gay air steward. Those are the official terms. Sorry, uh, not on BA. Not on BA. True, true. All uh, straight men on BA. They don't allow gays on BA. Mums and, 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 and matron. Especially if you're flying to Indiana. Right. No gays on board, please. <laughs> no, no. So, yes, yeah, so um, anyway, you, uh, you were saying? Yes. I was, 
I, I was. I'm. I'm quite uh, agree with your robot, your computer theory. We should just let the computers do the whole flight, stop well, letting so, the humans muck it up. Well, somebody else said, and, and you know, actually having humans as passengers as well causes all sorts of problems. So, so aeroplanes should just serenely be crossing the Atlantic with only robots in them every day. Oh, is it? So no, 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 no human passengers either. No, they cause issues too. So that's you know. true. <laughs> okay. Generally, I think we've got to the stage now. A bit like chess. A bit yeah. like chess. I think we've agreed that humans really should stop doing things. Okay. Do we need the, to fly the aeroplanes back and forth? If well, that's the case. Well, I mean, it's, the, the aeroplanes have got to be doing something. I suppose if for posty planes. Yes, exactly. That's true. And they can be also, you know, just just to keep things running. If we got rid of aeroplanes, maybe scientists like my lazy, lazy wife would get off yeah. their backsides and invent bloody teleporters. We've discussed before that the, another word for teleporter is instant death and instant murdering clone, a murder clone device. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the murder clone. But would you, if I gave you the option of a twelve-hour, twelve-hour flight to San Francisco or a, a quick step into the murder clone device, which are you going to pick? Well, maybe this is what this gentleman was doing. He was just trying to test out his new murder clone device, and he got the first bit right. And he got halfway there. I don't... Yeah. I People are going to be cross because we made jokes. Uh, I don't know. It, yeah, Too much horror. You Too wouldn't, much horror. You wouldn't be cross if we'd made the exact same jokes in a hundred years' time. No, this is true. You'd be happy for me to make a joke about the Titanic now, and you won't yep. complain. So Bloody hypocrites. You awful, awful, hypocritical that, psychos. That captain with depression drove into an iceberg. He did. I think he did have depression, that captain, actually. Do you know who else had depression? Adolf Hitler. Buzz Aldrin. He didn't fly a rocket into the moon. He just gently landed it on it. Well, he didn't. It was, uh, thank heavens, he was with somebody who was a cheerful chap. <laughs> Phew. He was never allowed in the uh, in the aerop- in the spaceship ca- cockpit on his own. On his own. Can you imagine? He would have flown off without them. Good old cheerful Neil Armstrong, you mean. <laughs> what a cheery <laughs> chap. Well, he was a robot. Oh, I see. Fair enough. Uh, it's clear that Neil Armstrong was a robot, and actually, that's what they wanted uh, for in their position. They wanted somebody as close to being a robot as possible. It, Buzz Aldrin was on telly the other day with um, uh, stargazing. Did he punch anyone? Uh, no, but he looked like he wanted to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as they say, you know, these depressive people get very aggressive as well, don't they? Yeah. If I, <laughs> if what if I we were... just actually? What if we just gassed all depressed people to death? Okay. Interesting. Then the world would only be filled full of happy people. By <laughs> That's <definition>. true. <laughs> what if anyone felt a bit down about all the murder they'd done? But actually, that's a utilitarian. I just suddenly realised classical utilitarian allows that. So you've just converted to eugenicism. No, classical utilitarianism says the greatest amount of happiness for the greatest amount of people. It doesn't say make people happy, or but so if you kill all the people who are unhappy. By definition, the happy quotient will go up. <laughs> the greatest number of happiness for the fewest number of people. No, you know? like, it's just the fewer people there are, the happier they'll be. The 100% of people who are alive will be happy at that point. <laughs> this is true. So, so John Stuart Mill, etc., they were all eugenicists and Nazis. Yeah. Who's your favourite agony aunt? Um, my favourite agony aunt is that lady in one of the papers that one dear deirdre deirdre i like because she's called deirdre and that's such a depressing name deirdre yeah what about that nice lady off of this morning who was already a very old lady when i was a child watching it and is still on this morning i saw the other day oh you're joking what that oh the... denise 
Oh my goodness, she she was she was already 172. I know. She's actually a mummy now. She's a mummified <laughs> carcass going, "Oh dear, oh dear." Yes. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> That's what she says. It's funny. I mean, uh, Judy Finnegan's catching up with her now and yet she's just remained the same. She just reads books now. Hmm. What do they I, do, Richard and Judy, these they days? Just read, they just have a book club oh, okay. that the whole world's invited to. My favourite agony aunt is Anna Rayburn, because I used to work with her and she's lovely. Oh, you was that on when you were walking with Talk Sport? That's just before it became Talk Sport, yes. In fact, she, Anna Rayburn no longer had a slot once it became Talk Sport. Oh, oh, oh pardon. Oh, Mrs. Oh, she had a conversion. She was literally barking mad. Really? One time I walked she through the office. She actually barking. One, she was sat at her desk woofing like a dog. Can we say sitting instead of sat? She was sitting at her desk woofing like, woof like a dog. She was sitting at her desk waff like a dog. <laughs> yes. And uh, she was just sat there and for no reason she was just going woof, 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 at her desk. No one was there. It was just, that's Anna. She loved me. I was working on Scotchism show. There's another TV presenter who punched someone in the face. I've never heard of him. Who he used is to be a news. He was a news presenter for Sky News until he punched someone in the face and got the sack. And so uh, he got a job. Calvin McKenzie gave him a job at Talk Radio. This is not the first time that Jeremy Clarkson has punched somebody in the face because I remember explicitly reading in Private Eye and hearing elsewhere that at an award ceremony he once punched Piers Morgan in the face. Oh yeah, but that Piers Morgan tweeted about the fact that he'd already been punched by Jeremy, Jeremy Clarkson. I think the whole world in one unified voice went, no, that doesn't count. <laughs> yes. Of so, course. Of course, if you're there, you've got to expect your, the punching. Yes, come now. Um, no, so I, and I sat, she didn't like anyone. She said, I don't, I don't like the boys who work on your show, but I like you, (laughs) she told me. And then she was, her producer was away for a week and she, she wanted me to produce her show for a week and it was going to be my big break. Mm -hmm. And then some snooty nosed boss person went, no, he can't do it because he's never done produced production before. And Anna's wishes were overturned. There and that's many, why I'm stuck doing writing about video games instead. There are many times when it looked like you were about <gasps> like to when Diana died. Exactly. That that was going to genuinely be your break. I was going to be on the Radio 1 breakfast show, Nicholas. Exactly. We must have talked about this before. We did, but I think you need yes. to rehearse it because they're our new listener now. That's true. I was uh, Kevin Greening did the afternoon afternoon drivel time slot on Radio yeah. 1 as he called it and he was fantastic and he was going to be filling in for chris evans on the morning no or was it mark radcliffe by this point i forget uh filling in on the morning breakfast show and i used to write jokes for him in a weird way mostly by email but we had correspondence we chatted and he seemed to get on so he invite and i came up with a dumb quiz idea for his show and he invited me to go and be part of the breakfast show posse for a week on radio one you were invited to be part of the breakfast I know. show posse you could have been like i was 18 of, it was like at BBC the perfect now. moment you could have been like proper instead of doing this drivel i know and doing the real radio not the daddy radio the the grown-up radio and yeah yeah, and then diana died on the sunday and the whole week was cancelled they just played funeral music for a week or something they they did they cancelled the week i remember they cancelled that week and everyone just had to go around pretending every day was sunday for a week (laughs) yes Oh, I remember, I must say, I normally bring this story up in conjunction, so maybe I've said this before as well, but we were walking through our neighbourhood and the road behind the road my parents live on used to be all police housing. Mm. And one, it's not anymore, but it was at the time, and one of them had made a makeshift flag of, uh, he'd taken a Union Jack on paper mm-hmm. and sellotaped it at half mast to a bamboo pole and wedged it into his front flower bed. <laughs> 
it's what it's what the Queen of Hearts would have wanted. So when I got home, I drew uh, a Union Jack and sellotaped it half mast to a cocktail stick and put it in one of my mum's pot plants. Oh dear, <laughs> which she was not amused by. Did you the, watch- st- the morning that she died? I I weirdly woke up. Um, as it, the news was breaking, the first person to announce the news was grumpy, grumpy Mike Dickin on talk radio. Yes. And I always fell asleep with talk radio one. And mm. um, Mike Dickin was there just interrupting it. And I just woke up and heard him make the initial announcement, which is very peculiar. And then mm. a, a while later, my mum went to the loo. I was living at home, I should stress, rather yeah. than just breaking into my parents' house. <coughs> um, and my mum went to the loo and I said, oh, mum, uh, not from the, I wasn't in the toilet with her mm. um, from another room. I said, oh, mum, Princess Diana's For died. Once. And yeah. And she said, um, oh, that'll make life easier for the royal family. And they went back to bed. That oh, was yes, the you, grief you that I experienced in the Walker household. You've mentioned that anecdote before, but I, I've allowed it. I've We're allowed allowing it. it because I'm, re- I'm rehearsing the whole shenanigan. Yes, I remember, I think we were travelling back from a holiday and we were uh, getting a taxi from Victoria Station or something like that. And that was I love that the... your wife has a station. Yeah, she, 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 well, the, the, there's no Laura Station somewhere in the Midlands. <laughs> I'm not sure there probably is, but who's going to go there to find out? <laughs> yes. How How is Laura? Oh, she's just awful. How's married life treating you? Just the worst. Okay, fair enough. Well, yeah. it's your bed. You've made it. You've got to lie in it or crash it into a mountain. Two. <laughs> oh, um, stop it. Anyway, there we are. Yes. It's quite funny. Um, there are two separate um, uh, rumours going around at the moment. The one rumour is that Lubitz converted to Islam six months ago. And the other rumour is that he was a massive anti-Islamist right-winger. So oh, right. Choose, choose which you'd prefer. Hmm, I'm going to go with right-winger. All right. You, you hate the right-wing. You're a racist against right people. I am. <laughs> You're very racist against them, aren't you? Uh-huh. Oh, talking about... Um, Do you know which race? Do you know which race I'm against, Nick? Yeah, the Chinese. You've already mentioned it. Um, yeah, you're right. Okay. I was going to say the human race. Yeah. I, I, but it is, the Chinese, it is the Chinese. Yeah. Gas, well, it's not that so much you're against them. You just don't believe they're human. You believe they're aliens. Gas Alaska. I don't mind that they live, they share the planet with us. I'm no. delighted. Yeah. I think I've never, I've never, you know, Nick, I've never met a Chinese person I don't like, apart from every single one of them in San Francisco taking up the sidewalk. Yes. Well, you know what you're like with those people. Uh-huh. Gas Alaska in your blog comment said, uh, as a 28-year-old who loves comedy, I confirm that A, I'd never heard of Larry Sanders prior to <sighs> listening to Rum Doings, and B, both times I tried watching it, I stopped after the first couple of episodes, having found it utterly unfunny. Okay, well, he um, is no longer allowed to listen to Rum Doings. He says, this is why I have no other option than to conclude that it must be a generational thing. No, no. No, you're just an idiot. That's not allowed. It's very simple. You're just an idiot. How can you watch Larry Sanders and just stop after two episodes? It's it's frightening. It's actually almost frightening to contemplate that might happen. Is Janine Garofalo in the first couple of episodes? Because that alone is a good enough reason to keep watching. Janine, a 1990s Janine Garofalo. As opposed to the When she was still squidgy. As opposed to the weird thing she's turned into now. Angry, angry lady. Very angry. Oh, dear. Hmm. Hmm. Right, so right, what agony arts. Come people, on, people want some help from us. So we we we've decided to make the world happier to stop people from um, from being from, sad. Lo- from from locking people out of their places of work. So mm-hmm. let's have an example of a question that people want help with. Now we've got lots of stupid ones. Okay, well I'll answer the stupid ones very carefully. Um, okay, I thought you may. 
you must you mustn't prejudge people. It could be a cry for help, and they're just being flippant. We've got some sensible ones as well. Yeah, but it could be a cry for help, and they're just being flippant. Jim Rosdenial, yes, asks how how do I sex? Um, it depends what animal you're talking about. Apparently, if you squeeze a uh, particular sort of bird, the cloaca will uh, swell him in a different particular way. Good. Okay. But, uh, but I mean, it's actually very difficult. I mean, how would you, for example... How do you sex a human, for, just as an example? Um, I think what you do is uh, you, you, you find out whether they're any good at reading maps. And if they are, they're a boy. And if they're not, they're a girl. Oh, okay. That's, okay. that's what I've been told. It's the only way you can. Otherwise, everything else is the same. That makes Laura a boy and me a girl. Correct. Yes. Good. Didn't you know that? I just squeeze them until their cloaca pops out. What? Maps? Humans. <laughs> yes. <laughs> How's Toby? He's, he's very well. We haven't squeezed him until his he, cloaca comes out. I don't pop- need to report. He popped out of a cloaca. It's true. Doing said squeezing. It's true. It's true. Uh-huh. It's amazing. Hmm. Okay. So that's what Jim Rosenial. I hope we've, we've helped him. Uh, yes. How? But I mean, it is difficult, actually, though. How would you sex a, a, a goldfish? I thought you said gorilla. And I was going to say that's pretty. Yeah. You just got to, t- you know, befriend yeah. them first. Yeah. No, but a goldfish. When you look at a goldfish, how do you know whether it's a boy goldfish or a boy a girl I, goldfish? When it comes to goldfishes, my uh, libido is so out of control. I don't care. Yes, yes. Your, uh-huh. your equal opportunities, Pisine, uh-huh. uh-huh. Roger. Um, uh-huh. Okay, um, there was an emailed question as well, which was quite lengthy, and we might have to go through. Did you receive it? I did. I read it. I We're not going a... to mention the name. No, but I, I think it's a good question. I want to a- answer it. Shall I read it, or shall you read it? Uh, you. Okay. In November this year, I'm leaving my job and family, selling everything I own and getting on a one-way trip to Canada via Iceland. That sounds amazing. I have £20,000 plus in savings, having spent the the past three years solidly working and going out very little. I just want to stress, because I just (laughs) realised it's not clear, and I I know who this is, and I just want to stress that when he says leaving his family, he means parents. He's not leaving his wife and children. Yeah, no, I I assume that was the case. I intend to backpack around the world for as long as the money lasts, hopefully two plus years. I need a change of lifestyle, and I don't feel at home in the UK. That's an interesting thing to say anyway, and we'll discuss that afterwards, because I think that's important. We can't just let that lie. I'm extremely close to all my family, and now it's only six months or so away. It's starting to draw dawn on me how difficult it will be. Both my grandparents are in their 80s. Will I ever see them again after I go to the airport? Well done on letting that go, by the way. I've had thoughts before that it would be better for me if they passed away before I left so that I could say goodbye properly. But it's a horrendously selfish thing to think. Yeah, but it's just a silly thought. Don't worry about yeah. that. That's easily. That's just a silly thought that went through your head. <clears throat> yeah, never mind about that. Uh, do I come back from wherever I am to visit their funeral? Should it happen whilst I'm away, considering the amount of money it will cost? They both spent their lives travelling as much as possible, so I think they'd want me to not cut my trip by a few months to do so. Is it acceptable to bring this up with them before I leave? 
I'm really not sure. It's been bothering me for a long time now, ever since I thought about doing this. But now it's just round the corner. I realize I need to make a decision sooner rather than later. Okay, well, the easy, the straight answer is yes, of course, talk to them about it. They're not, they're in their 80s. They're not mad or dead. Absolutely if they're completely not. start raving mad, then it doesn't make any difference. No, but no, if they're, no, if they're compass mentors, no. talk to them. No, don't. Yes, of course, talk to them. People, they're people. As, people. as people get older, they want to deny their mortality more and more, and I think it will be out Oh, no, 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 no. You see, like, if you say, Grandma and Grandad, do you think you're going to die in like two years? That might not be the best approach to it. Mm. But if you say, Grandma and Grandad, I've got this desire to go and I want to go around the world for two years and blah, blah, blah. Of course, well, first of all, you've got to tell them you're going if you're close yeah. to them and you're going for that long. And second mm. of all, they're people. They'll go, oh, yeah, I remember wanting to do that well, too. Well, how long is he? He's going to travel for two plus years. Uh,. Well, no, he's not. He's going to. He's going to. He's yeah. going to go for about eight months. Yeah. Whatever the case is, um, if they die, and I'm not going to say passed away. You can't be asking these questions seriously and then use these stupid euphemisms like that. If, if they're all or, dead and gross and rotting away, yeah, if either or both of them die, then yes, you'll come back for their funeral. Here, no, 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 no. Here, no. If one of them dies, mm-hmm. come back for the funeral. If they both die, don't bother because they won't care. No, uh, the only reason agree. you go to the funeral is for them, right? No, no, it's not for them. It's for their parents. It's for his parents? Their children, his parents. No, I think I guess. his parents. I think he'll. Uh, especially, he says they they're close, and the very fact that he says that they travel a lot and they wouldn't want to cut it short doesn't matter. I think it's it's a decent thing to do. And it also might not be as expensive as you think. Well, that's the actually thing. airlines do. Airlines actually do offer compassionate funeral tickets. Uh, so it's not just like a normal oh, walk-up ticket. It's also not a case of having to secure lodgings in the nearest galleon. Uh, precisely. Yes. Uh, it's just you could literally press pause on your break for three days and, and yeah. then come back to where exactly. you were the and most, carry on. I'd say the most it would cost you would be five or six hundred quid from wherever you are. I would have thought so. My parents wouldn't care if if I had... My, all my grandparents died when I, by the time I was a teenager and, and I didn't go to any of their funerals so my parents didn't care. <clears throat> um, and they wouldn't... I don't think they would have cared at all. So his parents may not care. And if they don't care, then I wouldn't... No, care. I if think... they both I'm... died. But if one of them dies, of course you want to go because yeah. it's your granddad or your granddad's no, going to be also, there all sad and missing their husband. No, wife. but also I think... It's 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 it remind it'll be good for the parents because it reminds them that although you're traveling around and you're away it's, that's true the fact that you you say well actually no this matters i'm back i'm i'm, I'm still part of the family and then you go back again it's it's fine it, it, that that you know you say you're traveling and you don't feel at home in the uk also obviously you're going through some sort of wanderlust some sort of change and so on i think part of that will be doing the sort of thing that somebody who's responsible would do and that is yeah you come when somebody close to you dies you come back you pay your respects and you then you go out you can then go out again and i think you'll be a better person for doing that and you'll feel like a better person for doing that i don't think you'll feel let's put it this way 10 years time uh, and you're just a boring stockbroker somewhere uh, and you've given up all this traveling um, <laughs> you you are not going to say oh you know what Thank God I didn't spend that five or six hundred quid on going to my grandparents' funeral. And I spent an extra couple of days in Bali. I don't think you'll be saying that. This is true. The other thing is, I hope that in his travels, he just finds a place that does feel more like home and, and just stays there. It's irrelevant, though, because he won't have right to remain, will he? Well, he could apply for that. Or she. Or uh, it. the badger. Yeah, But uh, it's interesting... Um, 
this this person we're not going to mention names but you know this person i assume not well, well i just know who this person is That's uh, what. what sort of age bracket are we talking does he not say no, I mean, I've got to be relatively young because it's early twi- early twenties. Yeah, both great. That's what that's what I that's what I suspected. So yes, he's at the last stage where he can do this for he. Yeah, yes. I think so, oh, it's, it sounds so, amazing. Such a great opportunity. Great. But I, I don't think you have to see it as a um, as a mutually exclusive thing. And I think it's almost the fact that you, it, it's you allowed yourself to worry so much about it means that you should just allow yourself to do both of the things you think right. A, come back for the funeral. B, don't curtail, don't curtail your travels by it. So yeah, exactly. just do both. And then you'll, you'll, you'll feel better about yourself. It'll be a decision that you will come to appreciate uh, as the years progress. And you'll still have your travels uh, just interrupted by a couple of days or so. And do look into if it ever does happen. And hopefully it won't, because hopefully they'll live well into their 90s and be very happy about doing so. Um, you will, uh, if it does happen, then just speak to the airlines in question and mention that it's a funeral. And you, uh, they do offer, there are some compassionate fares that are available. So I don't think it will be too problematic. Ben Uncle on the Twitters says... Ah, I, I, hold on. I've got another... Uh, I've, I, that was on. such a beautiful segue. It was so smooth. It was yeah. so professional. No, but I've suddenly had a good idea. I've you had just a really did good a big idea. poop on it. What's no. your good idea? I've got a really good idea. Uh-huh. Uh, but again, this, this depends on his parents, not his grandparents. Do you know this person to no. a degree? No. Do you know whether his parents are alive? or No, whatever? no, nothing. No, nothing. nothing. Okay. So I would say if, if you really... If, if they... If you're grandparents died one of them died or whatever and you want and you you phone your parents and say oh terrible news blah 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 uh at that at which point you say look mum, dad i've got i'm really running out of money and i've still got all these things booked i can't tell them but i really want to come back to the funeral can you uh, i'll pay for half the ticket can you help out if it really came to that and i think they'd be delighted to thank goodness you said that nick because i've suddenly realized of course <laughs> But of course they would want him back, wouldn't they? And I don't they know, would maybe be very... they can't stand him. Maybe they're, can't, they're counting the days till he finally gets out of the country. <laughs> yes, maybe he hasn't been working at all. They've just been pretending, yes, this is your salary, son. It's, <laughs> you can only spend it on lots of one-way tickets. <laughs> oh, thank God we can get rid of him and rent out his room. That's right. Mm. They're, re- they're already picking out colour swatches. Swatches. Yeah. Okay. Ben Uncle says, A glowing sigil resembling a bloody dagger has appeared on the back of my left hand. How will this affect my daily commute? It's a wacky question for you to answer seriously, Nick. I suppose it depends what form of transport he's talking about. I assume it'll be on the tube or on a train. Uh, if he wears gloves, it won't affect him at all. What the hell was that? Just blowing my nose. Uh, and I went to, swimming this morning. I'm all full of uh, chlorines. Uh, uh, actually, uh, uh, we don't know what city he lives in. Because if it's London or something like that, there are so many peculiar people on the tube anyway, of all sorts, with all sorts of different sigils and tattoos and weirdnesses and electronic devices and all s- and things like that, that I don't think anybody You've got to be either. careful on the London Underground. Do you know that wind that mysteriously blows through the corridors of the London Underground? Yes. That is as a result of the uh, runic pattern that the tunnels create uh, yes. under the city. Mm-hmm. And that is a spell that causes unnatural winds. So is... I would say be careful on the, if it is the London Underground. Okay. Uh, is this a reference to some sort of computer game, or is this general? Sounds, to me, it sounded like some sort of uh, uh, reinterpretation of Macbeth. 
It could be, I suppose, or a computer game. Could be. I, I don't think my I brain went straight to Macbeth because I'm very cultured. I don't think it'll affect his commute at all. I think people generally try to keep themselves to themselves in the commute, and the weirder you are, the more they'll ignore you. I think Chris Chapman asks a good question. Mm-hmm. When you have more than one, how do you decide which child is your favourite? Um, one of my favourite questions to ask people who've got two children is, which is your favourite? I always ask that, yes. Yes, because, and I love, because it normally shocks people into giving an honest answer, which then shocks themselves, which I really love. Yeah, I, I actually, I give people an out, because actually I don't think it does, because they quickly, they're, they're, the poor colours comes down too quickly. So I say, look, yeah. so I say, look, um, I'm not saying that this has to be a question for eternity. I'm saying right now, just with the way things are balanced, which one do you prefer? And you, I'm not saying. Uh, so oh that, no, I'm not because I don't allow that to answer. Oh, no, this one's allow, been really annoying today. No, 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 no. no I, but yeah, I, I, I allow answer. that. I allow that it may change because I mean, you might for for at some stage you might have been your parents' favourites, but at other stages your your sister might have become. Yes, absolutely. You. But um, that's over stretches of years rather than on a day to day. Oh, this one threw spaghetti at the wall yesterday, so he's my favourite. No, no, I, no, I say no. For for now, in this period of their lives, which you yeah. prefer, I'm oh, not okay. holding them to that. I mean, if it suddenly turns into a into a UK supporter i'm not going to force them to still say that they're favorite because obviously you won't be <laughs> that would be great, great disappointment yeah so but to that degree i'll, I'll say look uh, i'm not i'm not saying that you have to say this for the rest of their lives but right now if you had to choose which one would you rescue from a fire so the question is the question is i have made laura answer the question about whether she'd rescue me or toby mm-hmm. well, taking away taking away her oh but you're a grown-up you can get yourself out. toby no, I, toby I mean, obviously obviously and i obviously and i would demand yeah. it be toby yeah but um because of my biologically programmed to think <clears throat> of that for some reason yeah um uh, but no he specifically asked how do you decide which child is your favorite i would say very simply which one do you get on with the best yes i think it's that's the one with whom you have more of a rapport hmm and you're going to have more of it. It doesn't mean you hate the other one. It doesn't mean you want the other one to be dead. It just means that one, yeah, if you had to pick. If you had to pick, yeah. Yeah, but uh, no, but that depends if that's what you think is more important because, you know, some parents might think, okay, well, I, I enjoy chatting with the one, but the other one I'm more proud of because they did better at, they do better in their school or their work or oh, their yeah, career. Oh, yeah, prefer you prefer the... The favourite is the one you chat know. with. It's not the one you're more proud of. No, but they may, not necessarily. Uh, I, know, I, like, I like chatting with the, 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 the idiot disappointment. He's okay to talk with, but actually, you know, the, the one who's the real keeper is the one who's doing no. amazingly in his job who I hardly No, he's alright. He doesn't even need your favouritism. Mm. They're a young the sc- scallywag. That's mm. the one you, you secretly racist, like ra- Racist. Yeah. Is scallywag racist? I, I've decided it. You're thinking scally. of scallywog. That's what you were thinking of. I can't believe you just said that. <laughs> I apologise to everybody <laughs> for John's use of the, the W word. I know, I went, I went too far. You went too far, but you revealed your true... My uh, true colours, my true colours, which are white. Yes. <laughs> I heard Peter Blind on the radio this morning complaining about something with somebody. A lady was complaining that she had toddler, a toddler and a baby, and she demanded that the car parking space be closer to the front of the shop. The, the, the mother-baby parking spaces in our local Tesco are about as far from the doors as you can get. Yes. But I have yet, even though we parked in one just this very, uh, less than an hour ago, mm. we parked in one of them. I didn't feel the need to contact Peter Blind. No, you didn't? No. It was That's okay. Odd. I got past it. <laughs> you, you, you didn't feel a little, just a little tickle under in your throat. <laughs> saying, oh, Peter Blind. Oh. <laughs> 
Maybe Winnie. Maybe Winnie. I don't know. <laughs> Peter Blind. No. <laughs> anyway, more questions. More questions. This is a very serious question. <clears throat> Uh, it says, um, it's from David. He says, I'm being made redundant. Do you have any advice? Yes, that's right. I'm taking your statement at face value. What of it? So yeah, he's being made redundant. What advice do we have? Um, it would have helped if we'd had a bit more information. I'd love to know, you know what, what he made redundant from, what are his other skills and aspirations and so forth. I'm just uh, looking at his Twitter profile and it contains no information. Go back to his previous tweets, see what he likes to talk about. Does he talk about computer games or does he talk about arts? Does he talk about science? You know. He follows me and Rock Paper Shotgun, so I'm assuming he's into gaming. Hmm. Well, you give but him he's, a not a fre- he's not a frequent Twitterer. Why don't you give him a job? I love, I love an infrequent Twitterer. Does he? Uh, I mean, is he literate? Um, yeah, uh, so it's mostly retweets. It's hard to tell. Mm. I would say, if you're being serious... Um, we're in a relatively good period at the moment for employment. So if he's not utterly incompetent, he should be able to find himself a position quite relatively soon. See, the, the problem is he hasn't given us enough information because if he's relatively young mm-hmm. and he uh, doesn't have a lot of commitments, perhaps he lives with his parents, um, then... Who cares? You just you'll, you'll find yourself somewhere. Take your time. See what you like. Try stuff out there. Do a bit of freelancing, maybe. Um, if he, on the other hand, if he misses one mortgage payment, he's kicked out of his house, and he's got twelve children and uh, an expensive coke habit, then the answer is very different, isn't it? And at that point, you say you just get whatever the hell money you can get next month uh, as soon as you can. It also depends on what sort of payout he's getting. If he's going to be, if he's given six months salary as part of his redundancy package, it gives him time to look for something good. If he wasn't there long enough and he's got to find somewhere quickly, it's, it's a very different answer. So uh, uh, he hasn't really given us enough information, has he? Unless you've got some. No, no, that no behind the scenes, no behind the scenes info here. But what I would say is if you are fortunate enough to be in a position where you can <clears throat> give yourself a month, yeah, take a month and work out what it is. What is it that you really, really want to do with your life? Yeah, you, don't, you, yeah, don't, don't yeah. not the thing you think now, mm. the thing that you'll conclude if you give it some genuine thought over a decent amount of time. Mm. And do remember that... Um, you probably won't ever get a an opportunity yeah. to consider that ever again. Exactly. You can live on beans on toast for a couple of weeks. Yeah. It's worth it for thinking that thought all the way through. Yes. And worst comes to the worst, you're, you'll be dead and the sun will explode anyway. So it doesn't it's actually true. I, I would say, and in fact, if you do run out of money, you'd be surprised. Ask your friends for help. Yes, that's a very good idea, actually. You just ask your friend, assuming you've got friends. Yeah. Is anybody following him on Twitter? <laughs> Not very many. Okay, well, you know, start start making yourself loved by people quickly. <laughs> That's the beginning point. It is. Otherwise, um, soup kitchens are available. I love this question. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty Floyd, pretty boy Floyd says, "Is he pretty?" I hope so. But his mm-hmm. his, his symbol is his Twitter icon is a picture of an H with a plus sign next to it. Right. I was watching Pointless last night. The, they had to name Greek letters mm-hmm. from images of the Greek letters. Uh, pi was up there along with Alpha, the two mm. gimmies. Yeah. Uh, for Pi, they said um, Omega. Why did they do this? 
because I imagine they've never been outdoors before. Right. Okay. It's their first go outdoors. Uh-huh. I was very cross with the television screen. Mm-hmm. You should be able to recognise Pi, everybody. If you don't know what Pi looks like, uh, no, I mean P.I. Just look it up. I was only yesterday morning thinking to myself how disappointed I am with myself mm-hmm. for not knowing the Greek alphabet. For constantly forgetting letters. I was thinking, gosh, it's, I'm so dis- I was sat in a coffee shop. It was in the afternoon doing the crossword. Mm-hmm. Um, I took the afternoon off having worked quite hard. And, um, and, I, and, and I sat there doing the crossword and I thought, oh, gosh, I still don't know the Greek alphabet off by heart. That's appalling. Well, let's start from the beginning, shall we? And then oh. that night I'm seeing this and this person doesn't even know what pi looks like. And I, I did feel a little redeemed. Shall, shall we? Shall, do you want to do it? Alpha, beta, beta. Gamma, Gamma, Delta, Delta epsilon. epsilon, and now I'm stuck. You see, I get Z- stuck after five. Zeta. See, Zeta should be at the end. <laughs> no. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Greeks don't know anything. Then? I don't, I don't know the order. I can name lots of the other letters that are left over. I don't know what order they go in. It's Eta, so appalling. Eta. Mm-hmm. Theta. Okay. Theta, surely. I say Theta. Oh, do you? Uh, I say Eta. Uh, and uh, do you, do you, do you, do you have an iota of an idea what the next one is? No clue. Iota. <laughs> when does mu? I like mu's my favourite. When does that come? Well, there's kappa and lambda, and then mu, 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 which of course is used for questions for which there is neither a yes nor a no answer. The answer and is, also for torrents is mu. Yes. Okay. And what's after mu? Um, a cow joke. Well, uh, here's a clue: the English alphabet. What's after <laughs> Moo? Um, new. Yes. Hey! Then Z. And then and then I love this one. Then, of course, uh, is it the next one? Yeah, I think. Yeah, then Omicron. Omicron! And then your favourite? Epsilon? No, Pi. Pi, oh, sorry. Omicron. Omicron. Is the name of the organisation that will destroy us all when we live in space. Yes. And yes. then there's Pi. And then there's Rho. And after Rho is Sigma. Oh, good old Sigma. Tau. Upsilon. You see, they're going crazy. Oh, it, with a, it's not with a U, though, is it? Upsilon. It is. It is? Oh. Or Ypsilon. It depends. It actually is like uh-huh. a Y, but you say Upsilon. Okay. And then, and then, and then, oh, what is it? Is it, which? I'm going to have to look it oh, up. Oh, no, now. yeah, no, it's, 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 it's phi and then chai, because it's like P and Q, and then, and then psi. And then finally, as your Lord Jesus told you, what's the last letter? Omega. Omega, exactly. So there you go. It's not that difficult. Upsilon is the most fun to say out loud. So it's Alpha, Beta, Gamma, Delta. uh, And the Hebrew alphabet was Aleph, Bet, Gimel, Dalet. It's almost like these Greeks were plagiarists. So hopefully that answers your question, pretty boy. (laughs) His question was, how do you marry a woman? And is it obvious when you have found the right one? Examples of proposals, please. So this is good. We've never discussed our proposals uh, on the podcast. We need to do that. How do you marry a woman? Well, first of all, you have to be a heterosexual man. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Or wait. Wait. Or a lesbian lady. I'm about to throw up with with your hideous heteronormativity. Or a lesbian lady. Or someone else who wants to marry a woman. And so you have to bear it with me. And presumably the woman wants to marry as well. If the the woman has to want to marry you back, that's quite an important rule. Sorry if that's racist. Yeah, it is a bit racist. It is a bit racist. Yeah. Okay. Sorry if that's a bit politically correct, Nicholas. Yes. yes. I, 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 I'm, I'm jazzing my hands at you. At <laughs> um, 
What? Okay, so so you do well. Give me your. Also... I beg your pardon. What is it you're doing? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, I fin- I finished. My the class. NUS insists that instead of applause, people must feverishly masturbate in celebration. <laughs> That's fine. That's what they're saying. I, I see no problem with that. Jizz um, hands. Jizz hands. Jizz hands. There's the topic. Um, yes. <laughs> jizz hands. Um, can you please tell me then what is this proposal of which you speak? Have you? Did you ever propose to Victoria, or did she propose to you? Um, or did you just kind of go one day, oh, I guess we may as well get married? Well, well, she she was pretty much demanding that it happen sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. Because uh, of her mum at the time. This is a bit like a flashback to the previous question. About the 80-year-olds and coming back and so on. So her mum was uh, not well. So he mm-hmm. said, well, look, since we are going to, there's no point in putting it off uh, ad infinitum, as is so common to do. So let's do it a little sooner. And so I knew that I, I, I was put on the clock to do the proposal. So the first job I needed to do was to find a ring that didn't have a diamond in it. Because, yes. of course, she didn't allow uh, diamond, diamond rings are for idiots. Yeah. Uh, and I tried to find as nice a ring as I could. Uh, and like the nicest ring I could find was like a tenth of the price of the diamond equivalent of it. Uh-huh. Um, and it was a very nice blue sapphire one, which was, was it blue sapphire or jay? I can't remember, but it was a lovely blue thing. And then where we proposed, we were actually on a sleeper train from Paris to Barcelona. And so I did it on there. Making it very difficult for her to get away. Exactly. She was in the compartment and I proposed there. Was it a surprise? I think it was a relative surprise. The uh-huh. specificity of it probably was. I don't think she was expecting it then and there. That's good. And it's I know, quite a romantic and, and, location. And then you went, and then you went up, uh, you went up a folly with a with a cream tea. Did we already tell this story then on the sh- on the podcast? Are you just deliberately spoiling the my told, romantic story. You told the story twice, I believe. You oh, can tell it for the third time if you well, want. Did I, Some, I, I think I talked about the ring though? Because you reminded me about the ring. I asked your wife for advice. Oh, that's right. Yes, and she recommended a superb website in America. Yes, uh, with a lady who makes bespoke rings. It, yes. And I found one that I thought Laura would really like. And I it was, was the right. same one. It was the same one that we actually because remember when Laura, when, when Victoria showed me that, and we and she said, "What do you think?" Which is, and we looked at it and said, "Ah, oh, that's obviously the one." And oh, we didn't that's tell, good. And we didn't tell you yeah. that that was the one. She just pointed you in the direction of the ringmaker, and you chose the exact same one. Oh, so it was just obvious. See, good. as with art, it's obvious which is the best and which isn't. So I went through, and Laura likes this particular shade of blue. Yes, um, which is revolting. Yes. And um, I thought I'll try and find the stone that matches that shade as best as possible. Yeah. Um, and so I was going through it and I found this. And the one that matched the best was Topaz. Of course. Which is like, it kind of rings you get in a cracker. Yes. <laughs> and it ended up costing a really tiny, tiny amount of money. Well, that's the Just... problem. When you, when you don't do diamonds, I know. It, it doesn't matter what you could try. Look, please. Um, no, sorry. If it's not a diamond, we're not going to charge you much more. It was. I, re- I do remember going into a jeweler's at one point, just because you have to brace that at some point. I went in and mm. I was being shown. I said, "Do you have any rings without diamonds in?" And they looked mm. at me as if I were a monster. Mm. And they were like, "Well, I- <laughs> there's a friend. This person went, well." Um, and I was going through it. Oh, I've got this one. This one's only got diamonds encrusted in the <laughs> in the band. It's yes. like, pretty sure that means it's got diamonds in. Looking for one without diamonds. Nope, couldn't do it. Couldn't be done. No, no, um, you, 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 De Beers won't allow it. De Beers would, would come around their house and break their kneecaps with a, with a baseball bat. 
Mm. Um, if they tried to sell one without diamonds in, so that was. But yes, and so this website was superb, and it was it's beautiful ring, and she sent it, and the postman obviously <clears> used <throat> it to propose to his wife, as it never turned up at our house, no. on my house at the time. Yes. Um, and so I contacted the lady, and amazingly, she just made and sent another one without making a fuss. I could have kept both. I could have been lying. I wasn't. Uh, and she was completely amazing about it, and sent another she, one. She we- was. It was Wexford Jewelry. We should advertise this lady. It's Wexford. Yeah. My brain says. Let's just double it was. check. Yes, it was. Assuming she's still around doing jewels. Um, yes, WexfordJewelers.com. Oh, and if you are going to get engaged, and here's a this is for him. Don't get uh, if she demands a diamond ring. Don't get engaged. She's not the one. Yeah, exactly. Because she's an idiot. Yes. So you know, don't get... she may as well ask for a granite ring. Yes, can uh, you get a granite ring but pay three thousand pounds for it? A charcoal ring that's compressed, <laughs> yeah. please. But I want to pay a fortune. <laughs> I mean, it's always said I would I, not only because De Beers is evil, but also you know, if you if you had that amount of money to spend on me, and that's what you spent it on. Oh, then I, I know. Yeah, yeah that would. Be... Oh, I've just got an email. Dear parents, Judith Mailer has been assessed as ready to learn an instrument. You... Ooh, <laughs> what on earth do you have to do to be ready to learn an instrument? What do you have to not do to not be ready to learn an instrument? She cannot blow. <laughs> Ooh, I wonder what you'll choose. The violin? The cello? Or the baby cello? the recorder. No, the, the recorder. It will be not. the recorder. Absolutely not. The cello. That's, that's too nice. You're not getting the split note. That's very good. <laughs> that's that's what the average. There's nothing as unpleasant as a sound of a recorder, except when it's being played in a concerto. Uh, exactly. I think even in a concerto, it still sounds like a bit rubbish. So you know what you mean? In the even band, some beautiful giant tenor recorder still sounds a bit like oh, they're letting a kid have a go. That's nice. So what about in the Brandenburg was? I do quite like that. Uh, yes, I do like it, and I know I like it because actually, when they play it in a modern version with a flute, it doesn't sound quite right because it has to be. It has to be like, nice woody sound and a good proper not a yeah. plastic kiddies no, recorder but no. a proper wooden also also the nice thing about that is that the recorder gets to play with the violin in that one and they get to, they play games with each other uh, it's not just standing on its own playing middle c middle c middle middle <laughs> middle c um, i can play three blind mice on a recorder <laughs> yeah that's right except i play it with my nose for comic effect yeah. So what else the question? Wexfordjewelers.com, everybody. It's really yeah. good. I'm just looking now. She's a very clever lady. She is. What uh, and also ethical. What other yes. questions do you have? Oh, we've got so many. Oh no, we need to answer this question <clears throat> properly. How do you how do you marry a woman? How do you marry let's let's take it let's make the question a little bit more general. How do you uh marry slash life partner up with a person? Yeah, because I suppose they're thinking it's such a weird thing to think of if you've been single or you, you know, that suddenly you partner up. It, you not know, taking the question non flippantly. I mean, that is, a yeah. to, you know, and you were like that. Certainly. I mean, you were wondering how. Yeah, even, absolutely. Even, well, even 30, once you've met. No, 33, even, I think, when I started going out with Laura. But even so once you pretty met, much Laura, decided thought, I was yeah. done. Yeah. But even once you'd met Laura, the sort of thing of what? what's it going to be like just oh. living in the same place? Or, oh, or the, same, the same bed? I, that, that I dreaded more than anything else. Yes, I remember because you know you get you get very set in your bedtime ways with you listening Absolutely. to listening to the radio and yes. Yeah. Mm. Oh, when when Laura was sleeping downstairs with Toby for a month, oh, I what slipped bliss. 
right back in, <laughs> right back into my old bedtime ways. Yes, it's interesting. Great. <laughs> but but no but okay look don't, obviously it it wasn't completely great shall we say but uh, but there must have been a kind of bittersweet thing and they're saying on the one hand on the one hand obviously I miss her very much and I miss her presence but on the other hand it is a bit like a naughty little holiday oh it was brilliant I didn't miss her one bit she was just downstairs it's true oh really it, it's, it's I love that we're back in the same bed I actually uh, it's hard to put this honestly I don't want to say something that isn't that isn't true no. but I. I didn't like not being in the same room <clears throat> mm. on some sort of... Ugh, I can't think of a better word than spiritual level, but I don't no, mean yeah. spiritual. Yes, I know what you mean. Some sort of psychic level, I didn't yes. like being in a different room. But in a practical yeah. level, it was amazing. Well, yeah, there are, that's, that's what bed. I mean. That's what I mean. There's, there yeah. are two levels of... Uh, yeah. Uh, on, the, on the one level, you're thinking uh, there's a, a slight psychic loneliness on the other. On the other hand, I've got the whole bed to spread out. <laughs> exactly. I steal my whole blanket and I don't care. Yeah. So how do you how do you get one? How do you get one to keep? Well, you should become a male. You should become a, a pickup artist. That's the, the number one position. Yes, and then you just cruelly manipulate people. Well, if they are manipulated by such <laughs> base tactics, they deserve to be your wife. To be honest, <laughs> they deserve to be your wife. Yeah. They... Um, no, I, you just love <clears throat> someone. Here's the, so the most important advice I have for uh, for uh, about love. That mm. is that love is not a thing you feel, it is a thing you do. I know it's a bit trite, but it's frighteningly difficult to understand until it happens. <laughs> mm. um, love is a thing you feel, you know, fancying is a thing that you feel. It's a, it's a process. Falling in love is a process and a thing that you feel. Mm. Being in love, loving someone is an action that you do. In the same way that you can't give yourself an apple, you can't love yourself. What you can do is accept you deserve to be loved. And in the same sense, you can love someone else as a choice, a choice that you make. I choose to love Laura. I don't do it by accident. It doesn't just sort of happen because she's just inherently extraordinary. It's constantly causing love to exude from my every pore. Um, I choose to love her. It's her choice. And that's a really important thing to learn to understand. Yeah, I also think that a problem with... I think a problem with, with, you know, people. you hear these people who they appear to to have fallen in love and then they're suddenly divorced after a year. I think because what, they never got to the, that part, yeah. they just or, they or they stuck at falling in love, or they didn't realize that there was that part, and then they were very surprised when, uh, you know, two weeks later they suddenly were moving into with each other. And they said, "Well, hold on, that I thought that this is the thing that just carried on on its own momentum yeah. forever." I heard someone talk about it as uh, rocket fuel. You need rocket fuel <laughs> to get together, but you yeah. need thrusters to stay together. Thrusting, right? Exactly. But do you yeah. see? So it's a different type of fuel. It's a different type of energy to, that keeps you together. Yes, um, right. and obviously you've got to be compatible, and you've got to have the reason, things about each other that you want to love them for, and want to be loved for, and all that stuff. It's very important. Obviously, Laura is extraordinarily special to me. Yes, but it's not some inherent property in her that I can't resist. Yes, indeed. Um, and it's very tempting to believe in that romantic ideal, but it, that will uh, uh, no, constantly thwart your attempts. No, and I think also I, I think it's not helpful. I don't think the oh that person is is magically the one out of the seven billion people on the planet it couldn't have been anybody else. I think that's actually yeah, of course. quite a dangerous and stupidly deluded thing to I think. I think it's because... really good to just acknowledge within your partnership to say yeah. 
we are both aware that this is not meant to be. This is not, we are the ones and we found each other. Because that's, first of all, it's ridiculously arrogant. <laughs> it's the most and hubristic. So, this exactly, the hubris thing. is beyond belief. And also, it, as I think what you're suggesting is that it puts too much pressure on that relationship. Well, of course. It's ridiculous. Uh, and it demands that it live up to the fact that the universe selected you. <laughs> yes, that's right. yeah, I mean, that's or God, very, or whatever you want to blame it on. That's a very on. difficult thing to uh, live up to, actually, isn't it? I think it's far yeah. better, far, far, far better. And plus, let's be honest, you know, um, if, if, if you died, Laura would get married to somebody else quite quickly and they'd be fine. <laughs> Within a couple of weeks, maybe. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, let's... let's she'd let's... get through maybe a box of tissues and then she'd marry someone else. Well, half a box. Maybe. We'll yeah. see. Yeah. Um, yeah, is, I be, fully, is Laura I... a big crier or not? It depends. I mean, she cries. No, but I mean, is she a big crier? Is she one of life's criers or not? Oh, no. she's Some she... people are and they love to cry at everything. Oh, are you oh, more of a no, crier no, no. than she's Laura one... is? She's one of life's gets weepy. Yeah. But that's sweet. Yeah. And that's not attention seeking at mm. all. Um, she's no, she's not some blustery cry person. I, I am. You are. Yes, I was. I cry I, I think all the stinking the... time. I cry adverts and oh, I'm ridiculous. I think you do the crying for both of you. <laughs> that's right. That's true. What is the, the what is the most embarrassing thing you've cried? So, oh, for God's sake, John! Why are you? The crying? most embarrassing time I cried was I went to see um, <clears throat> Up at the yeah. cinema. With... No, I've heard that the beginning of it is moving. Not that I've seen it. Oh, you haven't? I think you should, Tid. Yeah. Yes. And the first, the, 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 there's a thing that happens 10 minutes into the film that is yeah. astonishingly moving. It's nothing wrong with crying at it. I don't think. No, I think Mark Kermode definitely... cried. I think most people cry when they when mm. they see this bit. However, what happened was I was at the cinema with, um, uh, in the, <laughs> during the climate of Gamergate, I can't say who I was at the cinema with. Um, I think someone... we know who it was, yes. I don't know, I think you do, but anyway, I don't... Pipe, it, was, it was just somebody who writes video games. It was a lovely lady who you were sleeping with in order that you could give a good guess. review. Yeah, no, it, was exactly. someone, it, was, it was a games developer who, with whom I made friends and therefore uh, never Review. ever cover her games um, as a result. Because do you of promise you don't, you don't cover the games? Absolutely don't cover the games because okay. it would be, I think it would be woefully inappropriate for me to write about her games when, I'm, when I consider her a friend. No, but also, do so, you know what it will be? Also, not only woefully inappropriate, but actually if you did want to criticize it we just feel kind of awkward well, okay. do, you, do you know what i mean you just there's, there'll be no easy even if you were utterly even if you were being completely honest and as inte- with as much integrity as you could be if you said actually my god she's produced a really crappy game I, uh-huh. I, I i've got to say it and it's just going to be so awkward that you just you wouldn't even want to enter into that possibility i understand that i just don't want that to be my motivation because i think that's an ill motivation but my so it before that's even the thing that comes up i just yes. go right i'm obviously not going to cover this person's games or yeah. have any influence on the coverage of this person's games because it's just woefully inter- i love the idea that you know for gamergate this is just this is something that they wish that they could cause to happen in the games yeah. press rather than something that people just automatically do because duh. So anyway, you're anyway, watching, so you're watching a movie with Roberta Williams and then what happens? <laughs> if only. Yeah. And um, <laughs> watching Up and and I'm trying not to cry because it's so fantastically ludicrously sad that mm-hmm. in my attempts not to cry, uh-huh. I make this noise. <laughs> <laughs> Such that everyone turns around and looks at me. Oh dear! And the person I'm with rolls her eyes and hands me a hank a, a tissue. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and says e- even leisure suit Larry was never that pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was my most embarrassing crying moment. 
Oh yeah, that's that's pretty pretty bad. So yeah. no, not even not even the, for the queen when you cried when uh, in front of all the youth when the queen mum popped. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, what was the old peanut the the, the old Beverly phrase peanut installed Nazi God bless her. <laughs> yes, I can never dissociate her from that from that phrase. Do you realise that Toby won't? really know what the phrase queen mum means that's true do you realize that bemley was 20 years ago no don't talk nonsense and you realize that toby also won't really know who diana was at all well, he won't care i mean she'll probably be someone they don't get taught about in history sort of but i mean in as much as princess well, the, grace the, the king's, of Monarch, the king's previous it? wife i mean it's relevant in that sense yeah Princess Grace of Monaco is a sort of you know, there's some woman. Who no, no, there. I think the prince's previous wife, the king. Sorry, the king's the king's former wife who died, and now he's got this new wife, Camilla. I think that's the kind of thing you would learn. But you would, yeah. she would be like as interesting as Anne Boleyn to an eight year old. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, he didn't cut off her. Well, maybe he did cut off her head in the tunnel. Who knows? According <laughs> to Al Fayed, that's exactly what happened. It's true. Yeah. So um, we should wrap up. We've got loads more questions, but we should probably do another one because it's nearly an hour long. But I want okay. to, the other half of this person's question was also, what is your stance on asking the father for permission to marry? Is it a meaningless tradition or is it justified somehow? Because it's a meaningless tradition, I think I approve of it. See, I would, I'm, te- I if it, if it were meaningful, I would say time, no. It's representative of the father's ownership of the daughter, which is why it's so yucky. I know, but that's why I quite like it because it, it, <laughs> it, it, if it were if it if it weren't anything other than utterly ludicrous in our society, yeah, I would um, repudiate it. But because it's so ludicrous, I would make a big fuss about doing it, uh, making very clear how ludicrous it actually is. <laughs> so did is. you? I didn't know. Uh, interesting, because you say I would, and then you did not. No, I didn't. But then again, we also we she wasn't given away either which is a, a we we just walked down the aisle together yeah in her office laura was given away but then again it was in that purely... yeah but then again she's also taken on she's taken on the slave name and everything she's completely well, capitulated to the patriarchy so. and there was the paperwork mr. where mr. he signed her over to me and mr I gave social him... mr social justice worker you really <laughs> social justice worker. i love the idea of a social justice <laughs> yeah. worker mr social justice worker you <laughs> you've effectively despite being on your white night you've you've done the most patriarchal thing you forced your wife to take your name you uh-huh. forced her, forced to her against her will Forced her to be given to to be given away by uh-huh. her father. What a well! I exchanged the the la- the Welsh land I own <laughs> the Welsh land to yes. with him for the, the parcel of land. I do own a bit of land in Wales. That's true. And well, I, don't, to... I will when my dad dies. You didn't so even I have kind to... of. I didn't... I in the future will own a field. You didn't have to exchange it either. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have. He's got a third of a field because yes. he's one of three, and then there's. <laughs> Two and two and two, so I'll get. <laughs> what was Laura's dowry? <laughs> and twelfth of a field, I think. <laughs> anyway, um, I didn't ask her father's permission, but I did inform her parents of my intention. I can't remember. Before I, I assume I, I think I informed the parents after I'd. I I told them in advance, and then had to delay the proposition because of the ring going missing in the post. Yes. So I had to delay it by a few weeks for the next one to be made and sent from America. Um, so that screwed things up a little bit. And then um, you could have used a, you could have used a, a standby ring. 
And then, well, I didn't want to do that because the ring was really special and it was kind of half the thing. And then, um, and then I couldn't just propose straight away because it was flipping Valentine's Day around then. Uh, and there was no way I was going to propose yeah. on Valentine's Day. So I had to wait till we were a good week or so clear. Yes. Clear um, of the, clear of yeah. the danger. Exactly. Clear of the, clear of the Alps. And then, uh, yes, I am going to tell the story again. Uh, we have a, a, <laughs> there's a folly in, in Bath called Brown's Folly. And if you're clever, you can get into it, even though you're not meant to. And then, Bugger you, Mr. Rutland. Yeah. Mr. Is that the anecdote? No, all your anecdotes are crushing together. <laughs> got confused. Yes. Yeah, and then it was Mr. Rutland you get anyway. Mr. Rutland um, you get. And then you climb up the dangerous stairs and then at the top we had a picnic. That was all these foods she'd once told me that she <clears> would <throat> have in her ideal picnic and I'd remembered because I'm so lovely. And yeah. then I proposed. And the thing about it, okay, so I've told the story before, obviously, but the thing about it that's so weird is that she didn't guess. Oh, that's not. <laughs> We're sat at the top of this da- incredibly dangerous tower, where either of us, if a strong gust of wind would have taken us both out, mm. sat on the wind, the, the glassless window. It's like the windows are about three foot thick, but we're sat on the window like, mm. with a deathly fall in both directions because yeah. there's no floor to the top of the tower. It's all fallen through. Yes. Um, and I'm talking about and I'm giving her this picnic and at no point is she thinking hmm, maybe he's about to propose even though she we discussed the fact that we were I was probably going to propose soon so yeah there you go she's only a scientist a scientist is she going yeah. to go back to science or is she going to become mummy I don't know well she's she I, we, I imagine she's going to have to work or will be very poor she doesn't have to work you, you you're not going to force your chattel to work and she's obviously going to have to go back to work or we'll have to pay the maternity payback we're not doing that. You don't have to pay the maternity payback. Yes, you do. If you don't go back to work, and you have to pay it back. No, it's not. Oh, who told you that rubbish? That's it's utter, true. That's utter nonsense. You've got to go back to your job or they're not going to pay you for the time you're away having a baby. That's nonsense. You, You've got to go back. You I do. You have so to go back people... for three months. You've got to go back for three months or you have to pay the maternity payback. Three months. That's fine. She'll go back three months. <laughs> I'm telling you it's true. I think she's, she's going to be deciding that she doesn't really want to go back to work. My prediction. You'll have to talk to her about it. That's my no. I'm, I'm not going to talk to her. I'm just saying that's my prediction, oh, okay. and we'll see whether. Maybe that you should through. tell her what to do. Well, no, that's your job since you've now be since you now own her. But if I'll, I'll give you permission to order her around. <laughs> okay, right. Your special dispensation, yeah, to boss about some of your property. Yeah. You know, I know. I always say this because you keep keep making this accusation. But we did. We sat down and had the conversation about which last name, and she made the case for Walker I, against. Yeah, which is wrong. I, do you think we should have gone with her maiden name? Yes, I think it. I think it's a. It was. It's a crunchier name. Plus, you, your name. Your name. I, I think it. It sounds very. You sound a bit like a, a comic character. Well, I don't know if I'm allowed to say her maiden name. I mean, she. she it was public, but you know. Oh yes, Cartwright. She, she's published. She's published under yeah, that she's name. Published, so. so John Cartwright. It sounds. You know. It sounds. It is good. Uh, John the is, Cartwright. The problem is on some incredibly peripheral level my name is 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 a currency in my job that's so i true. wouldn't have been able to change my writing name <clears throat> that's fine which of course i should have done when i started rather than going the earth's most i may as well be called john smith for yes. all the use my name is <laughs> or even worse john walker oh for the recognition reasons and yet despite that let's just let's just google me yes okay, let's go incognito let's do it properly so it's not going to be all um based on my search history are there any other games journalists called john walker there are not Oh my goodness! Oh wow! I've not seen. Actually, I, I don't often Google my own name. Funnily enough, mm. I'm the top result. What does it say? Scheming crybaby social justice worker. Mm-hmm. You know, actually, it's my Twitter page. 
mm-hmm. is the top result of Google for my name. The next result is a generic Wikipedia name, for, for, for page for my name, which I am included on, and, and then, then some t- runner. And then an Islamic terrorist. Uh, no, the Islamic terrorist. Then it's my blog, <coughs> which hosts this, this, this podcast. Mm. And then it's ages, then some microchondrial biology dude. <laughs> microchondrial biology. What's that got for going for a, compared with writing about toys? Exactly. And then it just lots of other John Walkers. Yeah. That's quite exciting, isn't it? Okay, well, we should probably well, end. My face appears on Google search We should results. end soon. We should end soon, but before we end... Sh- I'm very should- famous. Before we end, I, I sh- I'm thinking of getting that new SimCity game. Well, I thought real. you were going to say a tattoo. No, that real, the, the, the new real SimCity. What's it called? Cities, SimCity Better SimCity. Is that what it's called? Uh, it's called Cities Skylines. It's nothing to do with SimCity, yeah, but it is, other than really. being exactly the same SimCity 2000 in all the best ways. It, it, it's, it, it's the SimCity that SimCity should have been if it hadn't been cocked up. Yeah. Okay. Well, I might try it out. Might be a, my first computer game in a long time. I want to add, there were lots of uh, questions that we got on Twitter about depression and stuff like that. And we're not ignoring them or not answering them, but we just ran out of time. And I think we will do our best to get back to them. I've just got some, we've got some sensible stuff to say about lots of them. Yes. Will you get back to, I mean, I mean, you might need to favorite them so that we can. You yes. Can that is good. Up. Although I feel a bit of guilty going, favorite, <laughs> you're depressed, favorite. No, but do you see that? That's the problem. It was misnamed. I know it was awful. It should have been later is what it should be called. ND. No, no. Do you know why it was called favorite? It should be called bookmark. Yes, of the course re- it should be. The reason it was called favourites is in, in Internet Explorer, your bookmarks were called your favourites. Your favourites, of course. So, and, and they... But, yeah, these Twitter people, let's just let's fly them into some... I didn't even up. know. It was only about this year that I realised that favourites actually <laughs> was a thing. I didn't notice favourites. Then I got a new Twitter app on my phone. I'm like, oh, people keep saying how I'm their favourite all the time. That's great. <laughs> you love being people's favourites. I, I do! You're Google's favourite, John Walker. I am. Yeah. I'm very lovely. I am deserving of people's favouriting. Yes. Ugh. Right. Shall we say goodbye? Okay. I wonder whether I've been clicking all this time. Oh, if you've been, you're, you are. You're not on a microphone. Well, I am on a microphone. For people, for for a person who, when we get one tweet or email saying, "Oh, I didn't like it when John Walker said this," and you're like, "Right, you have to be flayed to death because we had this." Our listeners, right, John, into an so many complaints with a about German. it. Yeah, so many complaints about it from people, mm. and you don't even care. I'm sure it'll be fine. Let me check. Shall we say goodbye to our listener? Bye, bye, listener. Bye, bye. <laughs>